Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are... Potent Potables. Joey, you like movies about gladiators. You're no messiah, you're a, you're a movie of the week. So you listen to me and you listen well. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Howdy, everybody. This is the this is the Potent Pictures podcast. Um, I'm Dave, as always. Uh, I'm joined by uh, Matt, Peter, and Sean, who uh, does not want me to forget him, as always, because apparently I'm very mean to Sean in the future, in the past. <laughs> in the past and present. Yeah, past and present. I always forget him. But today's uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about the fate of the Furious, <laughs> the eighth edition in our uh, Fast and Furious. Uh, franchise uh last week last week uh, we uh, talked about um the entire series one through seven prior unfortunately i missed that one but you know i think the guys put a good show on without me uh, I'll, I'll give them that they they seem to do okay but uh anyway so going into it um we kind of just wanted to kind of go into uh what everybody was watching this week you know just before we kind of hit into some maybe some movie news and maybe our expectations on the movie but uh so moving into it uh matt how are you doing today? What you what you watching and what you drinking, buddy? I'm doing all right, thanks, Dave. I uh, I actually just finished the uh, Generation Kill series, the HBO miniseries, just a quick seven parter. Really enjoyed it. Definitely, definitely something that if you have a chance, worth worth checking out. And then I also rewatched uh, Passengers because I uh, had that come in uh, just back from 2016. I enjoyed it. You know, it's kind of lighthearted fun, nothing too exciting. They kind of almost potentially go into something more philosophical. I'm glad they, they didn't kind of go into that, but I thought it was good. It looked good, good fun. Can't go wrong with Chris Pat, Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. And then I'm uh, drinking some Lagunitas Stout, namely because I don't know how to read. And when I was at the store, I saw Lagunitas and immediately grabbed it. <laughs> so it, it is not the uh, IPA that I was going for, but uh Still pretty good. Still pretty good. Now I'm I'm traveling and I forgot to bring a bottle opener, so I had to go into the lounge and grab a can of Diet Coke to pop that open with. And I'm glad that college has proven successfully useful in my uh, adult career. It's all about life skills. So you actually utilized something you learned in college. I did. It's been it's been a while, but it was nice. The only thing you learned, but you did learn one thing. I didn't have to pay for that one. So it was kind of nice. <laughs> no, no, you definitely did pay for that one. You paid for that one. Yeah, physically, you paid for it. <laughs> that's that's true. That's sad. <laughs> sad, but true. That's <laughs> almost more. That's almost more costly than the student loans I still have. So thanks for that. But but yeah. Excellent. What uh? What about you, Sean? What are you watching? What are you drinking? So um, really excited this week. Netflix released uh, the real Ghostbusters original cartoon series on. Uh, on the Netflix. No. Yeah, so I started watching that, which, uh, fun fact, uh, Arsenio Hall is the voice of Winston Zeddemore on that show, which is a, uh, a nice, uh, I recognized his voice as soon as I like heard it, and you know, it's been a good 10, 15 years since I've watched those shows, so I uh, got into some of those episodes, which they're not as great as I remember, but uh, it's still nostalgic and it warms the heart, so... Uh, watched a couple of those episodes, and then, um, man, I'm, I am just big into uh, The Americans right now, and I know I've talked about this before, but greatest show on television. If you're not watching it, please, you know, get into it. It's uh, set in the 80s. Carrie Russell, uh, you know, she, she has withstood the test of time. 
Um, and then I also have watched a lot of playoff hockey, so um, not as great as of a viewing week for me, but uh, a couple of things I fit in there. So, uh, and I'm also drinking a Three Fluids uh, Laser Snake IPA um, this week. So had a couple of beers in my fridge that I hadn't uh, got into since I uh, was trying to kick it for Lent. But uh, Lent's over. Lord has risen. So um, back on the the beer pony. So. Uh, what about you, Peter? What are you into this week? Well, first off, I'm just glad we don't have to hear LaCroix one more time. So then thank <laughs> you for the Lord rising, and we can we can hear about beer. It's okay. I did just buy a, a, an eight-pack of LaCroix. Dave, no. LaCroix. LaCroix, Dave. <laughs> well, Sean gave up, so now i got to pick up the reins. That's, that's my fault. I started this <laughs> horrible, horrible downturn. Mm-hmm. Um, so watching a few things. So one, I know a few folks have mentioned this in previous episodes, but we just finished the first season of, uh, what the heck is the name of this show? Better Call Saul. I wish. I actually haven't started that yet. The Americans. No, uh, Matt, you, you mentioned watching it last week, and I can't think of the name of it. Twin Peaks. Yeah, just finished the first season of Twin Peaks. Yep, nailed it. Nice job. We, we, we've had a, we had a really good good time with the first season. I just wanted to throw out, we started the second season. I don't know if you guys have, have, I don't know, Matt, you especially have gotten to the second season, but the first episode, I, I almost, I almost broke my TV. So I, I, I won't say anymore. I will just say I was the most frustrated watching a television show I've ever been because the, just the ridiculousness, they kind of took it to an 11 for the first episode of the second season. So we're going to keep watching. We're going to finish season two, but it was tough. It was really tough. So I've I've really slowed down like in the second season. I, I've got about five episodes left. I, I I finished the first season real quick and, and just going through the second season, both, I think, just been busier. But I, I will say it, it's not living up to the first season for me. I don't know if it's just my expectations are, are high from the first season or I know that it's going to end and I don't know if they knew it was going to end when you know when they were filming back then so maybe they planned for Lamore but so far the second season not living up I don't remember at all what that what could have happened in the first episode that uh, you weren't into but now I'm kind of I'm going to have to look that up and figure that out just maybe go watch the first 5 minutes of it I think I'm kind of with you I the second season I mean, obviously it's only one episode, but it's not really lifting up to the first. I think the biggest disconnect for me is they took some of the quirky pieces from the first season and they really just ratcheted it up to a point where it's just so unbelievable and so oddball that it's hard to get into. But anyway, you know, we're going to finish it out and I'll I'll give my, my wraps when we finally finish uh, season two. The other thing that I actually watched the other day just showed up on HBO is Gods of Egypt, which I don't know. Have you guys have you guys watched this movie? Oh God, <laughs> no, I've avoided that. I've tried three times. My dad, my dad turned it off when he was watching it. And my dad rarely turns off anything because he will watch pretty much anything if he starts it just because he's too lazy to change channel. Because he's like, eh, it could get good. Yeah, I mean, it, it's bad, but I will say those movies just for me. I have such a great time with them because that that was another one where they weren't trying to make it a fancy, you know, highfalutin, you know, uh, great standard of film. It's really just a ridiculous action adventure kind of in the lines of The Mummy, but, you know, obviously much better than the original Mummy. Or not much better, much worse whoa, than the original whoa, Mummy. Whoa, yeah, sorry, whoa. much much worse, much worse. <laughs> 
I was I was gonna say, whoa. Don't worry, much worse. You leave Brandon Fraser alone. <laughs> yeah. Um No, but I I mean I had a I had a good time with it. It's terrible, but I had a good time with it. If you want to see something that's visually, you know, kind of fun, obviously there's a ton of green screen in it. There's some parts where it looks really bad, but uh overall it was it's it's a fun I don't care what else I'm watching kind of watch. So uh and then in terms of what I'm drinking we actually just went to our local, uh, I don't know, those in the Midwest will know Binnie's, and down in the South, they have Total Wine. So we went to our local Total mm-hmm. Wine, and there's a random assortment of, of wines and uh, craft beers that we picked up, so I've been sampling a little bit of each. So I can't can't point to one in particular, but uh, have definitely been enjoying the uh, the start of the spring season, I'll put it that way. So Dave, what about you? What are you watching? What are you drinking? Well, um, I got on, I know a couple weeks ago I was talking about my in-betweeners kick uh, when we last talked, and I actually finished all three seasons and both movies. Uh, just kind of got out and had to get through with it. Um, always great to go back and watch those. <laughs> That's a good bit of free time, um, it, it Well, it was a lot. <laughs> I had some free time. It just plays in the background. It's a great, they're 30-minute episodes, and the movies are like an hour and a half you know, long, so it's it's great. And you don't really have to... Not much content to them, if you if you get my dream. No, they're great though. Not very plot heavy, um, but the main thing I just started watching, and it's I, I'm I've been hearing good things about it. I'm a little creeped out by the whole um, the the setup for this move this show, but uh, Netflix just released this uh, a series based on a book. Uh, it's called Thirteen Reasons Why. I don't know if people have been hearing about this. Uh, got mentioned to me. Um, it's basically about this girl who ends up committing suicide and then submits these tapes to people who and gives these 13 people why they're the cause of her suicide. So it's like the terrible story of the five people we meet in heaven kind of a thing or what? Yeah, it's weird, but it's like the more depressing one version. <laughs> yeah, that sounds extremely depressing. Much more depressing. But the but the weird thing is the way they the way they film it it's not as depressing so far I'm like four episodes in, um, you don't really feel depressed about it you kind of like you kind of step away and you're like this is kind of a kind of an effed up like you know scenario but so you're like glad she did it no you're not glad <laughs> you're kind of you're kind of waiting to see what's gonna happen to the people that actually kind of may have bullied her into it or what the the full story is so I don't know if y'all watch y'all did y'all watch the OA yes first first episode. I, I did not. Okay, so it was kind of it kind of pulled you in like that. It was like this huge tragedy, but like the way they they reveal the story of how it actually happened, it's kind of played out kind of interesting. So we'll see how it goes. I'm hopefully I'll be finished by next time, um, and I can give a much better uh, uh, you know synopsis of it. But so far it's got me pulled in. Everybody I've been hearing about it from has really enjoyed the heck out of it and recommended it. So I would say so far go for it. And what I'm drinking. Unfortunately, um, my my stock of beer has been uh, fairly low, so I'm uh, I'm actually tapping the Rockies tonight. So it was an old, you know it's an oldie but a goldie, but hey. How does one tap Rockies, Dave? Yeah, wait, and you say goldie? Are, are you having a are you having the original? banquet of beer? Are you having a banquet uh. beer? Yeah. If if I had the ability, I would be, because that's to me the best beer in the world. You know, people may shun me for that but you know what if i have a good banquet beer every once in a while i'll drink we just it. lost all credibility dave all credibility is gone i know it's really bad but you know hey people respect me for that for some reason they think it's a fun little thing but i'm drinking coors light unfortunately this evening 
That's all I had. It was either that or the two X's, as my father would put it. You know, Dos Equis. Silver Bizzle. Yeah, so, eh, the Silver Bullet's always a good one. But yeah, unfortunately, that's all I'm drinking tonight. So, uh, I kind of think we wanted to talk a little bit about some movie news, because this was kind of some big announcements that kind of happened this past week. Um, One of the big ones, um, Deadpool 2, they announced who uh, would actually be playing uh, Cable. And it's looking like Josh Brolin will actually be stepping into that role. And I don't know about y'all, but um, I thought that was a great pick. What'd y'all think? I, I hope he's purple. Is he going to be purple and wearing gauntlets? Because that'd be pretty pretty great. <laughs> anyone? Anyone? I got, no, no, no. I got it. That'd be a good cam, camouflage for uh, Thanos. <laughs> he's, he's also playing in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy slash Avengers. Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that he was going in. Yeah, he's he's been Thanos. He's been Thanos since the second viewing of Thanos. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So you don't think he would be a good cable? So I was a big fan when they released kind of the initial pick, which was I guess they were leaning towards Kyle Chandler before they upended the original director and moved over to the new mm-hmm. one. So I was yeah. a I'm I like Kyle Chandler a lot. I think he's in a lot of great stuff, especially you know Friday Night Lights. That's a great throwback. Uh, Bloodline, another great show. I think in general, I think he would have brought a very interesting take. Brolin is good. I don't know. I'm on the fence. Yeah, I, I really liked Brolin in uh, Sicario. I thought he was great, but I'm not sure how I feel about him as, as this. I, he'll probably prove me wrong. I, I'm thinking, you know, they've been doing pretty well with casting so far, so I, ho- I hope I'm wrong. But I was kind of happy when they were talking about Michael Shannon. I thought he did a good job as Zod and uh, Man of Steel, and I'm a Regardless of what you want to say about that movie, I think he did a pretty decent job, and I like just about everything I've seen him in. So I thought it'd been fun to see him, see what he could do with the role. But we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully uh, he does a good job and can keep up with uh, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, if you if you can think of how Cable was in the comics, I don't know if y'all remember him much. He was kind of kind of brooding, if you will, and that's always kind of the way I've always put him. He's kind of just a grumpy old man. Are you trying to say Michael Shannon wasn't brooding? In uh, Man of Steel. So, so Michael Shannon, and, and that's the thing, is like I have, I, I, I'm torn between him and a few of the roles he plays. He plays, see, like my big one that I always recognize him, not recognize him, but kind of associated with his Borwark Empire, his, uh, yeah, I agree. his character in that one. And I loved him in that role. I mean, that was, that was just great. He's, he was just methodic and, I guess methodic, but just kind of would snap. And he's one of those guys that you can see kind of snapping real good. And I, I don't know if, the brooding was be his his thing, but like Josh Brolin, I could always see him kind of just looking pissed off. Well, I guess he all the time. I guess he was in Sin City, so he kind of does have that like vibe. I like I guess in, in I can see it from that movie. Um, yeah, but like overall, I wouldn't say that he's probably my favorite selection, Dave. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be terrible. Though. I think people are like the people who are on the you know the extreme. I think he's gonna be terrible. Are, are definitely I think a little unfounded, but. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, people are very particular about who's going to play their characters, which is, I think, one of the unique re- the, the unique reasons that Deadpool was so successful is because everybody seems to agree that Ryan Reynolds is perfect for that role. So, well, his second route in that <laughs> role. Let's just let's be honest. To be fair, he was great in X Men Origins. They just yeah. completely ruined the character when they sewed up his mouth and did a bunch of other crap. I was just yeah. going to say, until they turned him into uh, Weapon X, he was he was fun. Mm-hmm. And you know, with Josh Brolin, he he now is competing with uh, Chris Evans for the number of comic book movies he's been in. Uh, we, Sean, when you mentioned really? Sin City, it reminded me. Yeah, because he's got the uh, 
you know, the Thanos roles he's been in. He's been in Sin City. He's going to be in this now. Fantastic Four? Well, for Chris Evans, yeah. Chris Evans has Fantastic Four, The Losers, quite a few, you know, obviously Marvel. I'm sorry, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So he's still beating Josh Berlin by a couple. But Oh, because Josh Berlin was also in Jonah Hex, which is a DC that was gonna. I was gonna ask. Oh, that that's true. That yeah. Comic so he's yeah. he's like one or two shy of Chris Evans' record. So. Men in Black. They'll always be brand to me. That, that's right. Men in Black. Good that's good call up, Peter. All right. Well, next up was uh, one of the big ones that that everybody kind of and this one kind of snuck past me. I didn't realize it, but James James Gunn actually is now um, directing the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three or Volume three. Excuse me. I didn't actually check the name of it yet, but that's what I'm pretty much is. Uh, how y'all feeling about that one? Uh, he's gonna, I think he's going to be taking part in the writing as well, so I'm pretty excited about it. Ooh, yeah. nice. Yep. He's going to write and direct again. I'm I'm thoroughly stoked about that because it looks like the second one is going to... It looks like the second one's going to kill it. It looks like it's going to be same same good parts of the first, and it looks like they're going to amp it up a bit, so I'm looking forward to it. So as long as they continue down the same path, I'm sure the third is going to you know do just as well. Yeah, unless he make it his own little trilogy, I was going to say. Um, yeah. Maybe finish out his story and his thought line and his, his vision for the film. But uh, I, my, my whole thing, how do you guys feel about like three movies or series of movies where they take and, you know, have one director do each film versus having one, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Star Wars, how they're doing one director for each film versus one director doing three films. How do you guys feel about that? Are you more in favor of seeing the one director finish out his vision, kind of like Christopher Nolan did with the Dark Knight trilogy, or do you like like what Star Wars is doing, or like what uh, Fast and the Furious has done? Um, what do you, how do you guys feel about that? My, my biggest thing is every time you said one director, I thought you were going to start talking about One Direction, and I was very confused. But uh, I think it varies. Harry Styles. <laughs> I, I Harry think Styles it... is on Saturday Night Live this week. Good, good segue. <laughs> I, I think it varies though. Like I think the James Gunn aspect of it's great because I think they might have a strong trilogy piece to it. I think something like Star Wars, they're trying to do you know get additional thoughts to it because they're kind of doing I think a committee style thing anyway where there there's a lot of control over that. Um, and since James Gunn is kind of taking these characters through a potential trilogy storyline where I know that Infinity Wars is going to intersect, uh, I think you know I think that's okay. But something like uh, I think Captain America. I think they've switched it up at least twice, right before the Russo brothers came in. Um, I'm glad that they've done two, though. So it's it's tough to say. So I guess on that, mm-hmm. I have nothing to say to that, Sean. So okay, great. <laughs> you sounded like me there for a second, just rambling on. I like it. Well, it, you actually kind of brought into an interesting point with the with the Star Wars because that's the other big announcement that that happened this week. Uh, they just dropped a teaser trailer for uh, the Last Jedi, and uh, I don't know about y'all. I was freaking excited as hell to see that i'm uh I, I almost think we could do an entire episode on just talking about that trailer and what we're thinking is going to happen in it well and god willing don't be a death star for yes Two five, death please stars. god please be there well nowadays they have to so because i mean god god forbid we we let matt only have his one death star to bitch about so <laughs> we don't want to do that too much anymore yeah he's already but yeah so so, all right. So, the one thing that came out of that, so that came out of that from from me, and I, I kind of want to see what y'all felt was that last. It may have been the last line in the trailer was that what what Luke said about the Jedi must end. How'd y'all feel about that? What do y'all think it's going? I think he's trying to be like, I'm about to die, so fuck you guys. Nobody else can be a Jedi because he's super <laughs> whining. <laughs> 
That's the only thing I can think of. Like, hey, or he's like, maybe really, maybe he's really sexist, and he's like, no, no, Daisy Ridley, you can't be, you can't be a Jedi. So I'm just gonna die, and it dies with me. So I think we Matt's gonna be our 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 uh, <laughs> our, our negative detractor on every single Star Wars. We know that going forward. So it's good. We'll always have <laughs> differing opinions. <laughs> I, I feel we just throw it we just throw it we throw a death star in for good measure just to make sure just he's to piss off Matt. solid yeah. on his hate yeah. You know, yeah even if there's not a death star i'm gonna get a cut of this film and edit it and make sure there's a death star <laughs> in it just for matt it's just in every background scene just a death star sitting there you you don't even have to yeah you won't even have to make a new cut i'm sure they have a cut that will have a death star <laughs> and i'm sure they'll like in like november they'll decide whether they want to use it or not <laughs> well well besides besides matt pissing all over this film i i, I kind of feel like where you're going you know your comment about uh luke i think it's going to be one of those where he's going to be the crotchety old man to start and he, he's going to have to be swayed by by ray to kind of take up the the mantle and help train her so i think that comment's more going to be it's taken out of context it's not his his true opinion of throughout the entire film i think at one point he's going to say that and then she's going to make him believe again and then he'll train her and she'll you know go kick ass as you'd expect so that that's my prediction peter i think that was a more eloquent way of saying exactly what i said so good good (laughs) exactly sean what do you what do you think well i still think that luke is like the ultimate gray jedi he like toes the line of both like dark side light side um i mean you think about it looking back to like return of the jedi he chokes people out uh force chokes so i still think he has the ability to, to kind of be in between both the the dark and the light so like i i feel like when he says that when they mention that quote it's because he plays to a different uh maybe it's maybe it's going to open up to a whole other you know portion of the film but i i mean overall i think that yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be. I'm excited about it. I I think um, you sent us an interesting thing uh, today, actually, Matt, with uh, <laughs> with the fact that it's basically the same trailer as uh, Force Awakens, cut by cut. Which, like I said, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, um, hey, why screw? Yeah, up? what did you think, David? Overall, I, I'm actually in the same line with you. I think it's gonna be more of a gray. So I'm I'm hoping what he does is he's basically saying like I realize that it's the world because and and this is kind of like what they did with rogue one because rogue one kind of introduced this idea that the all the rebels were not exactly all good there was some some rebels that did some messed up shit they were terrorists in a in a way so i, I feel like they're they're towing this a little bit on that that gray area where you know the good guys are not always good so i'm hoping what it's going to now kind of turn into is luke's like well you know i've been out here searching on this and he's like the dark side's not exactly the the worst thing but the good side's not exactly nothing's cut and dry. There's no black and white. It's great. freedom isn't free, Dave. And that's where I'm exactly. So I'm hoping we go down that route and we go with that. But that's really my thing. So I'm kind of on the same boat with Sean in that one. I'm kind of hoping it goes that way. More than likely, Peter's going your route. So, so I've got to ask. So Matt, did you actually enjoy the trailer? Let's be honest. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Should be a good movie. <laughs> That was that was not as exciting. We were hoping for a better answer out of you, honestly. I think you're lying. I think you're lying, Matt. Oh, I mean the the trailer. I mean the trailer started off way too dramatic. It was fun when they started the Force Awakens dramatic. Like there's been an awakening. Like oh shit, Star Wars. This is like okay, yeah, we get it. Star Wars has already been back for two movies. Let's just just do the trailer. Let's go. 
I don't were, were those um what what ships were those flying on the planet? The were those X-wings still? The with ones the with red the red dust smoke, underneath them? the red dust or whatever. I thought that was no, that, no that was something different. Those were like it, they, that was something different. I've read a couple. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure they had the wings closed or something. But... I, I thought that scene looked good. Again, you know, it, it is reminiscent of the Force Awakens trailer where they're flying over the water, but uh, looks like I was thinking of the pod racing personally. I mean, whenever you can think of uh, metachlorians, <laughs> it's always a you know a good a good way to go. But uh... shh, that never happened. <laughs> Intergalactic politics, best thing on TV. <laughs> It, it should be good fun. I like it. Um, hopefully, we learn more about Ray and her origins because she she was great, and I uh, you know John Boyega's good fun. I, it didn't look unless I'm mistake. I'm trying to think. It didn't look like we saw them together in the trailer, so it'll be interesting to see where they kind of uh, split up and come back together and, and all that jazz. So it should be good. I'm looking forward to it. And I, I did it. I did like Rogue One. So. We might have. Sh- we might actually have Matt somewhat sold on the the main thread of Star Wars for maybe this next I'll believe week. it when I see it. We'll see. Well they'll probably have they'll probably have another trailer coming up on like the season finale of Dancing with the Stars or something. Try to get people to tune in. Gotta boost ratings. Who who needs motivation to see Dancing with the Stars? I'm just I'm I'm disturbed I'm disturbed by that conversation <laughs> you just said right there. I, I'm not even kidding. have you not paid attention to what they do? Disney makes like these trailers come up on like the nope. most Weird, the weirdest shows. That's 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 how they. Why else would they have this big announcement? They did you ever you saw that last week? They're like, there's a big Star Wars announcement. Tune in to uh, Good Morning America at nine o'clock Eastern time. And nope, don't pay attention yeah, to that. So you missed out completely. Then. And didn't that happen at some point last year where like one trailer was supposed to come out during I think Dancing with the Stars and then somebody released it online? And yeah, that's good. Yeah. Thank God somebody <laughs> did that and spared us all. But uh, speaking of trailers, I don't want to go too far into this, but I'm really pissed at the trailers I saw before Fast and the Furious. Guardians of the Galaxy showed a little bit too much, I thought. And then just every other one, just way too much spoiling. And just, I think um, a new movie with Charlize Theron and James McAvoy, I think something blonde. Atomic no, Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Atomic yeah. Blonde, yeah. 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 You know, I, just tell me, you know, James McAvoy and Charlize Theron are in a movie. I'll probably go see it. Don't show the entire damn movie. And show her beating, yeah, just show her beating up people. I'd yeah, be like, like okay, oh, I'm, she's I'm, I'm like someone sold. You know, Liam Neeson taking action, but you know, ten years younger than when he started. Okay, let's go. But and female. She's probably female. Yeah. We've all talked about this before. Is that probably? <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to disregard that. I think she. <laughs> Did you say did you say Scarlett Johansson? Charlie's there. What? Oh, I thought he said Scarlett Johansson. Sorry, I thought David said. I was like, wait, what? Are you getting your two movies mixed up? Sorry. No. Continue. Freaking cipher from this movie, man. Come on. Speaking of, I, know, I know who that is. I thought you said Scarlett Johansson. No, uh, but continue. I think you got Scarlett on your mind. Speak amongst yourselves. I, I'm on board with you, though, Matt. <laughs> I think we've all mentioned it, and I'm I'm almost coming to the point where I want to show up. I want to show up late to movies just so I miss trailers because I'm pretty sure they're ruining About 30 minutes yeah. now. Right? They're ruining every movie and there's always at least seven trailers, which is insane, but it's also I kind mean, of unpredictable. So if I wait too long then I, you know, I miss part of the beginning of the movie, even this one, I don't even care that much about, um, war for the planet of the apes, but even this one, they showed way too much. I can tell you right. We already know what the end, the end for that movie. We already know what's going to be the final battle. Charlton Heston yelling at the Statue of Liberty. Because that would be great. That would that would be a great ending. That was Planet of the Apes, 
but that would be great. If they just put a, popped him in there and he'd be like the last soul survivor and just go to uh, You did it. You damn dirty apes. You bastards. I more hope there's a Mark Wahlberg cameo. Yeah, I was about to say it'd be better if they had Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> he pops up and goes, Where you guys been? <laughs> I've been waiting all over this. Hey, that, that mo- right. movie did give us Timothy Roth as a as an ape, which I thoroughly enjoyed. So there was one good thing out of that. That was actually pretty good. That was pretty good. Silver lining. Michael Clark Duncan too. So it's all right. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's rest, true. Is, rest in peace. Rest in peace. And Paul Giamatti, don't forget. Oh, you're right. Oh, the orange that. ape. You're right. Forgot about yeah. Paul. Man. See, so there were some good things. Interesting. Yeah. Some... All right. They were just all covered in makeup. Come on. We just named all the good things. That was it. So now that you've heard it, you don't need to watch the movie ever. What was the model that was in it? Because, you know, she had such a budding career after that. Um, I, I don't know. All I know is she was in Coyote Ugly. She was blonde. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's all you need to say right there is wow. that she was in Coyote Ugly, so not a good actress. Um, hey, John Goodman was in Coyote Ugly. He was. He probably tried to. Even he couldn't save it, though. <laughs> he did his best. Did he do his Boston accent in that movie <laughs> No, he, just, he did his crotchety old man, which seems to work well for the most part. He can be a Jedi. All right, so like... <laughs> or Cable, apparently. <laughs> wow, we would be great casters. I think uh, we found a new job. John, John Goodman is We put cable. John Goodman in every movie. <laughs> Jonah Hill could be Deadpool. <laughs> Guy's Oscar. He's got Oscar in his future. It'd be funny to watch him fit in the suit. That's exactly what we... That'd be an hour and a half of him trying to squeeze in the damn suit. I think even longer, because I think even, like, Ryan Reynolds takes a long time to get in those suits. Or, you know, like, any of the actors that have to get into those, like, skin-tight suits. So... Well, there was literally an entire trailer about him trying to get into a suit quickly. Oh, did you finally see that one, Dave? Yes, I finally saw it. Thank you. <laughs> I only saw the half end, the last half end, but I finally went and watched it. All right, so... We're going to move forward because we're going to go on tirades for another god 20 minutes. People aren't going to listen so this far we're gonna, anyway. So we're we're going <laughs> to probably not. We so anyway, do a whole other podcast. Gonna, about we're going to move into the, we're gonna go into the Fast and Furious um, series now. All right. So last week y'all talked about the actual one through seven. Um, and apparently y'all may have made some predictions on how y'all felt about this. Uh, what was going to be happening with this. How'd y'all come up with that? I did not... Uh, I don't recall exactly what y'all had predicted. Thanks for listening, Dave. But, uh, Appreciate your support yeah, in the well, podcast. I did. I'll say one thing real fast that Matt mentioned. Uh, he was pretty close. Is that there's somehow they're going to tie all these movies together? And uh, I mean, I think they did a good job of figuring it out, right? Hey, Sean did uh, listen. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, yeah I did. I listened because <laughs> I was a part of it. Okay, fine. You remembered. All right, you remembered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I did listen too. <laughs> for Dave's sake, since he doesn't even listen to his own podcast. Uh, I listen. I just don't remember things. I have a short-term memory. We all talked about how we thought this one would do compared to the previous ones. And I think we, we basically hit it on the nose. I think everybody thought it would do fairly well, but that it would not. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't trump the the prior uh, Furious 7. And so we've obviously only seen one weekend, but so far it's had the biggest global yeah. box office. But in terms of domestic... Uh, Furious Seven was 140 some odd million, yeah, I think 147 or something like that. And this one, yeah, they hit, were just over 100. Yeah, and this one was 102. This was like, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. a big drop domestic, and then uh, in terms of global, yeah, it won global, but it also opened in China, which uh, so 
you know, Star Wars. You're going to catch a whole bunch. Right yeah, there. Star Wars seven didn't. And it made one hundred and ninety million dollars in China. So, you know, that explains it. <laughs> and you know what? For good reason. It was a good movie. I don't know about y'all. I thought it was a very entertaining movie. But just just my my initial uh, my initial little feed on that. But. Uh, so going in. How'd y'all feel overall? Just real quick. No, no spoilers. Sean. Keep them to a dull roar. Because you will spoil something somehow. Going in, so. going into it, I mean, I, I was excited. We, I mean, as I mentioned last week, it's hard not to be excited for a movie that uh, like this, where just a cast full of star-studded uh, talent. And then, uh, yeah, I left feeling the same way. Still excited. What about you, Matt? So I, I go back and forth on how I feel about the franchise. I, I do enjoy them. I always do when they're on. Um, it, it's kind of just one of those things. It's it's good fun, kind of like you know Peter mentioned the the gods of gods of Egypt style thing, though probably probably a little better than that. Um, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, probably definitely, but I haven't seen Gods of Egypt, so I don't want right. to say it's like a okay. million times better. But man, uh, Whew. But uh, you know, like there was too fast, too furious, so they're not all you know they're not all gold. But uh, touche. You know, it. I was looking forward to it. Thought it'd be good fun. Um, I was very happy with some of the fight sequences they had outside of cars and that's probably goes to the uh the jason statham being back in it so i'm pretty happy about that what about you peter yeah no i think um kind of same boat went into it being pretty excited we'll get into this the beginning of the movie killed me and i thought i was gonna hate it and i was actually (laughs) staring at my watch the first 20 or 30 minutes of the movie and then i really had a good time and and what really got me was the kind of the drive behind Dom's all of his behavior. And and again, we'll get into that later. So I, I think they did a good job with it. I had a good time coming out of it. Um, so it, for anybody who is going to go see it, prepare to potentially hate the first ten or fifteen minutes. So that, I think that's my my initial <laughs> tip. And and, 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 Cu- and Cuba. <laughs> hey, I like Spoiler. Cuba. I like Cuba. <laughs> They have good cigars. Okay. All right, then hate hate the hate the portrayal of Cubans in this movie. Living life backwards, <laughs> one mile at a time. There's there's a lot of things I hated in the first ten minutes. I can't attribute it to one. Thing. All right, all right. So we'll I guess at this point we might as well just jump into it full blown. At this point we can go we can go spoilers. Sean, your free reign. The movie itself as a whole thought it was good. I, I agree with Peter a little bit. I got to a point where the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie, I was sitting there like just laughing because I didn't know whether to like get up and leave because I was just like, <laughs> this is so stupid. Like, but you know, as you, as you work your way through and then finally you get some Dwayne the Rock Johnson and then I was like, okay, this is why, this is the big ticket. This is why I'm here. Uh, and, that, and I think that's the scene that I think everybody got pulled back <laughs> to the movie on. Like, cause when when it pulled up on him and they did the soccer, the, the the little girl soccer scene, that was I got pulled back into the movie and I'm like, this is why. I'm Actually, here. there was a brief moment during that that I thought it was still going too far with the little dance chant before the uh, bullshit. Oh, the haka part. Yeah, I <laughs> I started. I, I definitely was like teary and I teary eyed laughing from the haka. Same like I I was like, this is absurd. <laughs> Please tell me you all saw it coming where he was going to be talking to like a bunch of little kids. The second that oh, scene yeah, yeah. started, I mean, there, no yes. question. I figured it was going to be baseball or soccer or maybe like a paintball like... kind of a thing. So but... when, he, well, when he said shooters, I was it, it, it kind of – I was like, well, okay, the way he's talking though, I can't see him talking to like actual shooters. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he can't really do that anymore. And then I'm like, soccer, boom. And I was like, ha-ha, yes. 
or football for our international uh, uh, listeners. So zero people now benefited from Dave calling it football. <laughs> <laughs> but my still favorite was the, the, the Tay-Tay comment. That, that's what brought me back into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it took. That was, the Tay-Tay comment was the, was the best part. Get your shit together. Come on. Great line. And the, uh, the, more, moms than, the more moms than soccer players was good, too. <laughs> That was pretty good. The, the joke is that that the the moms are there to check out Dwayne the Rock Johnson, though my my female friends say that he's attractive, but not enough to go just sit and watch people play soccer while as he coaches. I think they're lying, but I think they're lying as well. He's more of a genetic freak of nature, I think. Uh, and you go to see like what the hell's this guy doing coaching soccer versus uh, for the eye candy part of it, right? He's got a heart of gold, man. Come on. He is there, out there, doing his fatherly duty. You know, Peter's probably the only one I can actually state, you know, talk on this. But, you know, I, I, you know they're tugging on the heartstrings. I, a I'm looking this. forward to when Peter has to go to work and he has to tell his daughter that daddy's got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that line every single day. All right. So moving forward from there, we get, we get kind of thrown into the whole setup, right? Uh, what Dom's actually his reasonings for actually going to go work for our uh, our villain who uh, unfortunately has been I, I know this has been a this is a part for everybody the cipher name for uh, Charlize Theron's character everyone God was damn kinda, you cipher kind of dying on that yeah <laughs> thanks for the matrix throw out right there little but you know so you know we were kind of all I know when that they, they showed the phone at first uh when she was kind of pulling him in, what were y'all? What was going through y'all's head when she actually showed him that phone of why he would work for her? So I 100% thought that uh, Brian was going to be in a Porsche car accident that she caused. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, that's terrible! Yeah, that's... <laughs> Jesus, man, that's um, terrible! <laughs> wow. So I, I thought that Brian was going to be dead. And that Mia, Mia, and the kid were going to be like held hostage. Yeah, I did think. I did think that too. I thought it was going to be Han because we were talking about this last week about there's a potential for Han to come back. So I thought they wouldn't show it until the very end of the movie. And I thought it would end up being Han. So obviously I was terribly wrong, but I thought that would have been better. Yeah, I thought I thought it would have been a great way. (laughs) Although I'm not going to lie. I I liked where they went with it. There was some horribly cheesy parts, probably because I just became a dad. But there was definitely some times in there where. I was tearing up. Oh, Peter, did you shed a little tear was, here and there? I was there? crying by well, myself. And now he's regretting what he named his daughter. <laughs> um, so I think we kind of hinted you, and, and talked you, about what the obvious uh, motivation was. But yeah. yeah, I guess we already did it. So never mind. <laughs> what did you, you expect, Sean? What were you thinking? You, you said you thought it might have been Brian as well. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Brian as well. I thought that that would have been like an easy out for him. Um, and then tr- sort of incom- uh, incorporate Jordana Brewster back in the mix. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess I guess they chose. They they're never going to bring him back. They're never, It's like we're never going to talk to them ever again. We did get uh, one reference to it. We agreed we'd yeah, never yeah. do that. I did like that. Thanks, Letty. <laughs> yeah, I did like I did like how they did do that. But I was with y'all on that. I thought it was. I thought they were going to hold Brian and and uh, and uh, be able to just kind of, and then they pop up and then somehow Brian would have to get killed in the. In the background, but then Mia would survive with the with the with the, the kid, and move forward from there. But you know, 
I thought that was a good, but I thought that was a good, nice little thing that they they did that Lee said. Um, so should we? I mean, we basically said it, but should we just say it? Basically, like should we actually outright say it? Oh, are we there? Yeah, go All for right, it. So, go for it. Why so not? so Dom um, used some of his baby batter with Thor's wife, <laughs> and apparently since Fast Five or Fast and the Furious Six, it's only been like two years because they the child that they have is basically an infant still. So. I thought more time would pass between them, but uh, okay. So, well, she she said she found out like right when right when Letty came back. Yeah, uh, he found her, huh? So that was when was the, that Fast and Furious six or yeah. seven? That was seven, six, six, I think, right? Seven, no, five? No, what? End of, what end five. of five. It was six. Well, end of five. End of five. She's around, but I don't think he knows so six. yet. But oh yeah, and I don't know if right. they're I don't know if they're knocking boots yet at five. They're just kind of like romantically entangled. But uh, well, at the close of five, he's with her on the island, right? Well, that's when he first met her. Was on in five. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, either way, that's so, a lot to quickly. happen, and you know, they, they these guys, this crew's been through a lot in potentially a year and nine months, or two years and nine months, however long it's been. So hey, good man. for them. You got to bring family. the family in. You got to bring the family. It's all about family. Family's the big driver. Was anybody else a little felt a little dirty though when they showed that he he made a love baby with her, and then you remembered that in that earlier movie he was in love with her, and then was like, "Oh, Letty's back. See ya, bitch." Well, I, I guess in, in, in his defense, though, in his, in his defense, they were married. So maybe maybe they're just like, oh, we're religious. And that means that <laughs> your wife's back. So I can't. Technically, you're not a widow. So that would explain all the crosses. I mean, haven't you seen Pearl Harbor? Like, sometimes things, you know, romances get complicated when you think somebody's dead. That's exactly <laughs> what it made me think of. Poor freaking Ben Affleck. Oh, God, really? Poor ben no, Affleck. that is not what I thought about. <laughs> like, I did not go... I did not think about Pearl Harbor. I 100% thought about Pearl Harbor. Not because I like Pearl Harbor, because it's the same similar storyline where it's, you know, hey, yeah, I'm in love with you. Oh, my dead person's back. That's why I would never date a friend, like a friend who died's like ex-wife or ex-girlfriend, because what if he came back even as a zombie? It'd be really awkward. Which brings us into The Walking Dead. That's Yeah, exactly. Lori, <laughs> Lori's horrible. Speaking of zombies, they just even the director described that car scene where they took control of all the cars as a zombie stampede, and that made yeah, me hate did. it almost more than I did to begin with. <laughs> well, when they when they did the turn, I don't know if y'all remember. It was like the first time they had them all together. And they're doing that first sharp turn, and they were kind of rolling over each other because they couldn't make the turn. Y'all remember that? Yeah. That reminded me of like a zombie freaking run, and I'm like. I can't watch this right now. I just, I can't watch this. So so basically, they end up in New York because Cypher wants Dom to do something. And then the crew has to come after and stop Dom to figure out what the hell he's doing and why he kind of betrayed him. Um, and Cypher, you know, Charlize Theron went around, you know, went ahead and decided to have her little minion hackers hack a thousand cars in like 20 seconds and have all these cars chase this armored limousine. And the description that, that Dave was, the scene that Dave was talking about, all these cars drive through and the first thing i thought of was like a like dave said a stampede he, he thought zombies i thought like animals and they just basically substituted whatever the previous element was with cars and that's what you got to see so these things were like moving like not cars <laughs> yeah <laughs> just rolling over and, each and, other. and the sad part is the the movie that comes to mind i am which legend the, I, I no 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 worse lion king world war z World War Z. See, I thought that reminded me of uh, there's an exact scene of like those stampeded zombies that are coming around a corner uh, in I Am mm-hmm. Legend. And that's like the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, oh, this, this is like I Am Legend. Um, 
but yeah, it's but I could see where you're going with that as well, Dave. Yeah. You know, th- this this movie was one of those ones where they had a lot of little mini plots going on and I don't know about y'all, but it was it seemed like and y'all are probably going to hate me for this. I, I know we were when we were talking earlier, I, I made this comment, but it seems like we're kind of moving into like a triple X type uh, thing because Dom has gotten a hell of a lot smarter over the over the course of these movies. Do y'all disagree? I I don't know if I ever thought Dom was dumb, but yeah. most of his knowledge was centered his around tech knowledge. And now he's showing his additional tech knowledge skills. has so now... it's good that he's improving himself, but we're not really seeing that happen. So it's weird that he has new skills out of nowhere well my, my the one that threw me off was when he looked at the um it was a scene where he uh he's in the jail cell with uh you know thor's wife and his new uh now his baby mama and his and his now son and uh, she goes oh blah 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 blah. you know she gives him the gun cypher gives him the gun to shoot her and he says she only has two guards she only has him and you know uh thorman giants bane just hanging out behind her and uh says you know you can pull a trigger and kill me and he goes on a whole what two minute tirade about the lock system. Yeah, nah. Just by looking at it, and I'm like, how? I agree the, with that. How the hell does he know that? I assumed she had told him at some point. I didn't think he kind of like deciphered like, oh, that padlock is a two factor authentication because Apple iCloud told me about that. But yeah. <laughs> I was glad that I was glad that Torvald Giants Bane was was a good ad. I thought he was fun. The uh, fire beard was good, and just just so people know, Thor's wife. That's the uh, Brazilian uh, police officer from Fast Five. Um, something Patake is is Chris Hemsworth's wife in real life. So rather than remember her real name yeah, Elsa, or her Elsa, name in the movie, Elsa, yeah, Elsa, yeah, she, she's, Elsa she's Elena. That's what the movie. Yeah, I didn't know that they were actually okay. married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I so rather than just keep calling her Thor's wife, which we probably will, we should probably elaborate on who. I, that I'm is. gonna keep calling it because that's the best I can. Much do more accurate. Unfortunately, much more accurate. Yeah. I kind of get where you're going with that, Dave. Uh, and that particular scene, it did bother me a little bit because it, it, it kind of was out of character for him to be have such a quip. But, I mean, I will say I like the fact that they're making it more than just him being a guy that beats people over the head with a wrench like it was in the first Fast and Furious. So, I mean, <laughs> at, at least there's some more smarts in this. Character development. He, he grew in Fast Five when he did not hit uh, Hobbs with the wrench. Exactly. So that's that's See, where that character development happens. He's growing. He's growing with his family. That's, that's all. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, at, at the end of the day, the interesting thing is he's not he's not really in too much of the movie. I mean, yeah, he is and he isn't. Right. I mean, a lot of this is him doing things for Cipher, but it it's really kind of showing him in the middle of his of his uh, mission as opposed to you know the rest of his team where they're kind of talking through strategy. So. So I didn't get too bothered by most of the rest of his actions because it seemed like somebody was helping him out. So it didn't seem totally out of the realm of possibility. Speaking, speaking of helping him out, how's about the Shaw family? Did anyone else see that coming? Because I was on it from day one. Nope. I, oh, really? I was the only I Oh, my God. At the end when they had the resolution uh, and people in the theater were like, <gasps> I was like, idiots, all of you. I'm just like. <laughs> and then somebody told you to shut up because they were watching a movie. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, how, like everybody knew that. Was, I mean, I, I thought everybody knew that was coming. I mean, it's, it was just, you know, the whole thing. It's like, it all started because like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, I guess. Uh, how they all ended up working together here to defeat the, the, common, uh, the common evil, I guess. So, but Sean, to your point, and and I know we're gonna we're jumping to like the basically the you know three quarters through the movie at this point, but 
the I believed a little bit in the fact that that the Shaw thing wasn't going to happen because of the one scene where he where Dom confronted. Um, oh God, uh, I'm blanking out right now. Oh, uh, Marin. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Um, oh Statham. God, I'm completely uh, on Statham. Yeah, Deckard. Um, when he when he actually confronts him and he and he shoots him, obviously. I actually believed it because I was like, well, you know, this is the guy that the previous, uh, what was that, the previous movie, was it six or seven, they were... Um... So six was against Luke Evans, the younger Shaw, seven was, yeah. was... Okay, seven was against him. They literally just, he had just killed, you know, two of his guys and his crew, and they entire spent the entire last movie going after him, I'm like, and Dom doesn't know that they're working together, so if he sees him in the street, I'm like, he's. I would shoot him too. Yeah, but as soon as you saw Helen Marin, who's British, you knew that she had to be Jason Satham's mom because we know that. <laughs> yeah, British no, I agree are with that. But they showed that later. I believed. I believed that he even there was said, no. He even said, "Yeah, you, you know what it's like to lose something you love," and it's like, "Oh, nailed it! There it is." I, I don't understand how he was able to rendezvous with her, though. Like, how did he even know that Jason Satham had a mom? Did he like look her up after they locked up Shaw? Like, you know, we might need to know his mom at some point. Let's let's check it out. But uh, how we would then get well, you don't in contact know the, with You don't know the entire extended family of all your enemies? Yeah. I don't think you're doing that. That's how it works, right? I, I guess you're supposed mom? to so yeah. you can kill them if you're upset. But I don't yeah. know. It didn't seem like Donald. Well, you got to have leverage, right? <laughs> Again, that goes back to what you were talking about earlier is that he's evolved as a character <laughs> overall. Because he, uh, I mean, how else does he know that there's going to be a Ben opportunity, uh, uh, you know, placed at, in a perfect uh, location so that it'll block the camera? On the ATM machine. Well, right? because he had his, his buddy, because, you know, it's all about, uh, what is it? What respect. does he say when he... Respect. Your respect is good enough. Oh, that's God. what it's all about. Well, I mean, I think it's... I agree with you, Sean. For me, the second that she talked in a British accent, like, all right, you know who she belongs to, because there's yeah. there's no other person. I will say I was not expecting... Um, Owen to come back just because I honestly thought for some reason that he died in that movie, so I didn't think he was alive anymore. <laughs> I don't think they actually kill anybody in these movies. Like with him, no, coming, they all go to jail. Him coming now that you back, say that, I think you're right. And then even Paul Walker, who is no longer with us, unfortunately, even his character's alive. So it's kind of insane how how <laughs> immortal every character, even the bad guys, are <laughs> in this franchise. So maybe this is some kind of philosophical thing. Maybe this is like a dream in Dom's head where he's becoming the, you know. Because nobody dies. Well, wait, no, Vince died. Never mind. Well, Vince died, and the uh, huh? the kid Han. in the first movie died, and Han. Remember the first the kid in the first movie. The first oh, movie, yeah. yeah, the nerdy, the little nerdy guy. Yeah, yeah, people dying all over the place. Just not the bad guys. What the heck's going on? Thanks a lot. Yeah, this is interesting. They keep those for later, so they can join the team. Obviously, They're come back as zombies. You said that you didn't know that you didn't <laughs> know that the other Shaw was going to be uh, Owen Shaw, right? Uh, yeah, I didn't call yeah. that. Owen, Owen and Deckard. So the the when they came back, I guess like that's the the new character, the Mister Nobody and, and the other Nobody. Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood. Yeah, way, Shut way up. to go. Nice. Uh, it's got the same nose as his father does. Uh, but um, nose for success. Yeah, exactly. He can sniff success. That's why he got on board in this uh, Furious Eight or Fast Eight film. Um, but Fate I, of the Furious. What I was getting. Fate of the Furious. I keep I keep thinking the eighth and fate. Um, <laughs> but what I was trying to say here, they, no, like fate and eighth, they rhyme. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Um, 
but what I was saying is that when I guess that the nobodies were the ones that got him out of prison to join his brother. So that, that mm-hmm. was how I assumed that they just, you know, when they, when he showed up, I was like, Oh, the, the nobodies probably helped him get out of prison because they can do anything. Uh, hence they were trying to position, uh, Luke Hobbs to join in on the, on the, uh, mission initially, but he didn't want to work with, uh, everybody's favorite action hero, Jason Statham. So I don't know. Again, again, he killed their friend. Like, literally the movie previous. I understand that. I was going to say, like, even if he had some sort of justification, because so the the story is that Cypher can, you know, tried to get Jason Statham to help her, and he was like, shit, no, crazy-ass B. And then his younger (laughs) brother was like, oh, I'll totally do that. You're an attractive, smart woman. I'm in. And um, so Shaw held her responsible, but then because Dom and his crew hurt or almost killed his brother, he decided to hate Dom and kill his friends. And now they're just like, oh, yeah, well, you're you kind of manipulated, so it's okay that you killed Han. They kind of went to that really quick. Yeah, they kind of gloss over that. They just, they hope they hope that you like the buddy comedy and that well, you'll accept it. I think they did it, I, did, I think they did it, like, kind of snuck it in okay because they made the relationship a, a fight between Hobbs and Shaw instead of any of the other characters. That's yeah. true. And yeah, I think that's, that's kind of how they kind of like snuck past that issue. And, you know, it worked. And I guess he, I guess he, uh, he earns himself his way back because he saves Dom's kid. So I mean, best scene of the movie, without a yeah. doubt. Oh yes, I was. I don't want, I don't want to go there yet because I want to talk real quick about uh, Little Nobody because I want to get you guys' opinion on him because I have. We my started opinion. talking about it, but everybody was making fun of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I want to hear what you guys. So thought. okay, I do, I do want to preface this that we are making fun of this movie, but every, I think all of us have thoroughly loved this movie. So this is just us enjoying the hell out of it. We're not making fun of it because we thought it was stupid. This is just because it was such a great, ridiculous movie that we all enjoyed the heck out of it. Other than Matt, because, you know, he always snakes him. It didn't have a Death Star, so it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) It it had a submarine, though, which we kind of glossed over the fact that these cars were driving on on ice. That's totally practical. We glossed over a lot of things in this movie, so... Yeah. Because submarines travel at 200 miles an hour. Walking in, walking into the theater, you kind of throw practicality out the window at this point. I mean, we talked about this last week. How long was that runway? Yeah. Hey, there was a runway. There was a runway in this one, guys. I don't there know if you caught runway. it. Yeah, we did. We, it was early on. <laughs> it wasn't 13 minutes, but there was a runway. It was pretty long, though. Wait, I don't remember the runway. That's when uh, Dom drove up into the uh, into the plane after the he stole the, the EMP. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He loves EMPs. That was that was Dom's betrayal. Kids at home, he stole an EMP, and no, he stole nuclear codes. FYI, that he did from a Russian defense minister who who's the same. Not really he sure plays why. the Russian in every film. Yeah, he does. <laughs> which, I noticed that as well. Which I went back and looked, and he's actually uh, the Russian in every F. Gary, F. Gary Gray film. Uh, <laughs> I guess he doesn't know any other Russians. You know, you got to take who you got. He's a big name. <laughs> He well, this guy. Fun fact was the villain in Home Alone Three. Not a lot of people knew that. Not a lot of people knew that because nobody's seen that movie. <laughs> I actually, I actually have. Yeah, I don't remember much about it, but I do recall that. You shouldn't fess up to that, Dave. Oh, speaking of uh, Scarlett Johansson, she's in Home Alone Three as like the sister. What? Yeah, that's hot. Let's all watch Home Alone Three. Were we speaking about Scarlett Johansson though? Who's not always thinking about Scarlett Johansson? 
Yeah, right? <laughs> no, we talked we talked about it earlier. Yeah. He doesn't understand the concept of transitions. If you want to see a classic Scarlett Johansson, go watch Eight Legged Freaks. <laughs> uh, David Arquette action too. Good stuff. Great. No, but but little nobody did did anybody did anybody yeah. like him and did anybody think he was going to be the replacement for Brian? Anybody? I, I felt like that. I I felt like they were like dipping their toes in the water in this movie, trying to see how people felt about him. I thought that they gave him a hard time and he took it well, so they might give him an, an you know opportunity to like come back. I don't think he'll ever be like a a full fledged member of the crew, but um, he you know he was at the barbecue. He he was and and he, he was you know, got invited. And you know how it goes in this movie. Once you go to the barbecue, your family family. Yeah, but wait, did he sit? Did he actually sit down and eat with him? He did. He was at the table. Okay, I don't remember that. I just remember him and uh, and uh, nobody were there. But I didn't know. I don't know if they both stayed. That was the thing. Okay, I don't he remember was there because I specifically looked for him because I wanted to see if it w- they were trying to elude that he was going to be the next Brian. And I saw him like, damn, they're going to keep him. I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny to make fun of him. But do you not want him to be there? I just felt like he was basically useless in the entire movie. I mean, the the first time that they use him in New York, he crashes his car and becomes useless for the rest of that scene. And then the end scene when they're on the ice, he doesn't do anything either. So to me, it did feel like they were trying to make him the next kind of white guy, good looking Brian replacement. And I don't think they need it. But another quick thing I thought, or I was under the impression that they were going to kill off uh Mr. Nobody, because of the fact that he was training uh, to be his replacement. So I figured they were going to try to incorporate him in some capacity, but I definitely didn't think that they were going to shoehorn him into the Paul Walker uh, white guy, you know, character, but I guess they, they kind of did. All right, so I actually have a, a more, not serious question, but an interesting question. Do y'all believe that each one of these characters has become a caricature of themselves since, like, Fast Five, I would say, is basically when they've all kind of started showing up. That was not an interesting question, Dave. <laughs> I, but I, but I, I'm just, I, I, you know, I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm going, like, the uh, Dwayne, you know, Hobbs has become, like, a full caricature of, like, one little comment he made, and it was, like, the, the dessert comment. And now everything that comes out of his mouth is basically just a joke like ridiculous thing you know you got roman who it was he was a serious tough guy he's now become the the full-blown jokester of like the entire thing you know tej uh, same way just you know it, it is and they be, i don't know i just kind of felt like they were becoming caricatures of themselves and they were just like embracing the full ridiculousness of this person and going screw it we're going with it we're just gonna run with it see what i think happens. you're right just because they they have so many you know main members of the crew now that they don't have time for any of them to actually do anything so they pretty much just have to have them do what they're known to do, and then you get to feel like you know them because they're the same person they always were. I did love getting to see Roman shoot the three guys that were on the um, the snowmobiles and kind of be badass. Yeah, yes. Though totally I'm not agree. sure why they didn't yep. shoot him. They were probably trained by you know stormtroopers. But um, that you know, I I did really enjoy him getting Star to be Wars badass. Well, they they went to the evil henchman academy, of obviously, course, yes. and you know they they never they never really teach them how to shoot well. It's like they skipped that day. It's unfortunate. But anyway, well, it's like, it's like yeah. any it's like any Bond movie, right? There, there's always a Bond movie with somebody on a on a snowmobile, and they always are the first ones to die. So you know, same guys. It's how Rams do you guys are. feel? How do you guys feel about the the triangle, the love triangle that is Ramsey, uh, Tez, and um, 
Ludacris's uh, Roman, no Roman Tez and uh, Ramsey. How do you guys feel about that? Because I feel like that was over. That they played that up a lot in the in the movie. This this go around. I mean, do you think that that's necessary? I'm glad she didn't end up being a lesbian, just because at this point, every time two guys like a girl, she ends up being a lesbian, and then I want to watch Dodgeball because Ben Stiller paid his wife to make out with a girl at the end. But <laughs> <laughs> tangent. We we need a we need a a tangent counter. I think we could. Just, I'm gonna invite that. We do. I liked the way that she. I liked the way she, that she called him out. I thought that was good. Wait, would you guys want a tantrum counter? No, no, t- a tangent counter. How many, how many times can we go on wild tangents? I, I enjoy it. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Matt. The only thing that I thought was weird, though, was that it seemed like they were playing it as if she was falling for Ludacris the entire movie, and then at the end, all of a sudden, it was a, it was a contest again, which I thought was weird because it didn't seem to be a contest at all throughout the entire movie. I think that goes to show you that just because you have the exact same interests as a girl and you guys can have fun while hacking people oh. in, in touchscreen keyboards, which are awful, um, you can also <laughs> like other other gentlemen. And it shows you if you're just a complete player and you know nothing about somebody that you still have a chance. So I, so I don't still have a chance is what you're saying. <laughs> so Matt, I think you might have to go the, the route of typing on the... On the uh... The touchscreen t- keyboards. Just go, just go full ludicrous in this. Just go full ludicrous. Just, I don't know why they needed to add hacking to these movies so much. <laughs> it's so rarely portrayed um, very well. I'm not sure what you know. People that do understand computers, which I'm not one of them, you know, aren't entertained by it because it's super corny and cheesy. And people that don't care about computers, you just say, "Oh, I hacked them because they suck," and then you're done. And so I don't know why they go into that now. It, I am glad that Roman brought up, why don't we just use God's eye to find him? Um, I, was really, I thought they were compl- going to completely forget about God's eye from Furious 7. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we forgot this. The fact that it didn't work was fun too, but yeah, I don't I don't know why we need the tech tech side of things uh, to that extent, but you know, it, it wasn't terrible. The typing was probably the worst part about it. Having all these people typing on a touchscreen <laughs> keyboard is just insane. It's in the computer. We should watch Zoolander. Inside? That's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to do an episode on that. That'll be hours of tangents right there. Just not two lander. Not two lander. Oh, no. I, yeah, that was, that was bad. I never, I never saw that one. Though, Sean, did you see it because they were in Rome and you love that? Oh, it was absolutely terrible. I, like, walked out. <laughs> it would have been better if John Wick came in. That's the most recent uh, movie that I walked out of. You walked did out you of really? a movie? No, Zoolander 2 is god-awful. It is not good. It was terrible. I saw it on a plane, so I couldn't really walk out because I'd be dead, yeah. but it was pretty bad. <laughs> all right, so in, in, in terms of all the other movies, where are y'all thinking this one ranks on, on y'all's scale of all your favorites? What you think? Uh, Matt? Oh, man, hot seat. Um, I think I'm going to go four, number four on this. I think last week we talked about it, and I think I had four, five, one... Um, and then seven, I think this, I'm trying to remember. I think this does beat seven for me. Um, but it it has been a while, but this had a good fun, um, fun action sequences. The, the, their situational awareness during every action sequence was kind of absurd to me, but, uh, no matter their limited (laughs) views in their cars, they always knew what was going on like blocks ahead, um, or way behind them. They always knew what was going on. So the situational awareness, I think, makes this beat fast seven because they're family they have a hive mind 
Yeah. What I'm what I'm what I'm taking away from what you're saying, Matt, is that you're a big fan of you're more of a fan of New York City versus L.A., and then you're a bigger fan of uh, building the building crashes as opposed to submarine launching cars, right? <laughs> I was trying to recall Fast Seven why you picked that one over eight, but whatever. No, I I chose eight over seven. Okay, never mind then. So yeah. Then the opposite. And I, I think part of that is because in 7, the, the whole idea where Dom and Jason Satham just driving, you know, ram each other in cars. I don't know how badass I'll ever be, but if I am badass at some point, I don't think my point of, like, challenging someone is going to be like, yeah, hey, let's drive really fast into each other. So, yeah, what would you think, Sean? Yeah, well, I guess I would say uh, I'd probably put this one. I think the last time we went around, I think I said 5 was one of my favorites. Um, I still think that this is one of the middle of the pack more so than, than the other ones. Uh, I'd say probably three or four um, with uh, five. Um, and now I'm trying to recall what I even said last week. I think I had seven. That was pretty high up there. I think I chose the, uh, I had five, four, one, and seven. So I guess I'll put this one right right behind one, kind of in line with what you had, Matt. Um, and I think what I ultimately, the reason why I did that was because of the fact that I, the the utter ridiculousness and uh the fact that you can't beat a submarine in a vehicle i guess that that sort of just took it away from being number one for me but uh, but uh yeah what about you peter what did you think overall yeah i think i'm kind of with you guys i'd probably put this in the middle of the pack i i would probably say i liked i liked seven more than i liked this one um just because the same kind of pieces you brought up sean it, the ridiculousness was taken to the, to the extreme. And the other piece was that beginning, that beginning scene in Cuba just still makes me, it just makes my skin crawl how bad it was. And I just can't get over it. So no, Peter, you're right. Yeah. Seven beats this because of that. I completely forgot about that. Nope. Seven. (laughs) Thank you, Peter, for correcting me. My mistake. I mean, and, and for anybody who watched it, I mean, it just, just go, don't go watch it again. Watch it when it comes out. And just remember how horrible that beginning scene was. Now, granted, Jason Statham taking over the entire plane and thoroughly, you know, kicking ass while carrying around a baby seat was probably one of the most, I don't even know, entertaining action scenes I've seen other than John Wick 2 this year. So definitely, definitely thoroughly enjoyed that. But yeah, that opening scene was just horrible. So I'd probably say right in the middle. Dave, what about you? Round us out. I'm actually in the same boat with y'all around in the middle, but um, my top pick is probably always still going to be one, just because... Good man, Dave. Good man. It's... It, it's... It was the original. It's the classic. I, I watched it the other day again, just to kind of reminisce on it, and the whole time, you're just smiling at the ridiculousness of that movie, and I'm just like, just laughing the whole time, because it's just... It's... And then I always, of course, you always remember, and I unfortunately get to have this conversation. You always remember. <laughs> I was gonna say you always remember your first. <laughs> you made me want to watch Girl Next Door because you always remember the three legs of the tripod. <laughs> Dave, how did the first one hold up after rewatching it? DVD players. DVD thieves. Yeah. Uh, other than the fact that the VCR. No, they were DVD players. They were definitely DVD players. No, it was VCRs, guys. The TVs that they had had the VCRs in them. Yep. Just in case, for anybody who wants to know, all you need to do is Google 
Just type in what do they steal in the Fast and the Furious, and somebody has a post that's literally titled, <laughs> if you want to feel old, this is what they were stealing in Fast and Furious. And it's it's a TV with a VHS player inside, and it's VHS players. So yeah, we're, we're all really old. Oh, uh, I, feel, I feel redeemed. But you know what? Other than that, it still holds up as like a good, entertaining movie for me. I didn't realize they were so poor that they had to steal VHS players in 2001. Yeah, right? You should have been stealing DVD players at that point. Wait, who? why are we calling them VHS players? They're VCRs, Peter. What the hell? I don't know. It just said VHS. It's your fault, Matt. Anyway. It's your fault. <laughs> and that was strong product placement for Panasonic back in 2001. I don't even think I noticed that. Ooh, I did not either. How do you think they bankroll these movies? Product placement. Come on, guys. I was going to say, it's all product placement in these movies. What was my last Coca-Cola? Dell computers. uh, The Rock only wears Under Armour in the movies. Um, Babies wear beats. Babies wear beats. Yeah. Babies wear beats. All the people in in Cypher's uh, plane had beats or uh, Bose headphones on now. Ooh. So So evil people use Bose. All right. (laughs) So as I'm sitting here on my Bose headphones, I'm evil. Well, they gotta, they gotta hear, they gotta hear really well, man. Come on. Well, they also use iPhones because that's what Cipher had. So you know, Apple and Bose are end of the world. So that's that's almost more surprising since Apple now owns Beats. Ooh, starting to get fancy. <laughs> since we're uh, since we're trying to round it out here, uh, what did you guys think about the conclusion, and uh, where where will we catch Cipher next? The Matrix. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good one. That's a. Oh no, no. This is the entire thing's in the Matrix. Shh, don't tell anybody. That's why Dom never dies when he freaking jumps out of a car that's going a hundred miles an hour, and he tucks and rolls. He gets up and picks up a small child. He's fine. It's cool. Totally Matrix. But uh, no, I I uh, I think somebody brought up an interesting point about how they're gonna continue this line of work with a baby now you know what i mean it's gonna be a bit of a gonna be a bit of a problem i uh i think that's why they kept brian alive babysitter baby brian paul walker brian but yeah what so but yeah what dave what did you think they were gonna do with the baby i don't know what they're gonna have to do i mean i mean in all honesty yeah you could easily just you know pawn the kid off on his uncle and aunt and uh Leave him there while you go live the Fast and Furious lifestyle. I think Jason Statham should watch him, though, because he was clearly really good with babies. He was. he was actually a good babysitter. So if Jason Statham has, like, a booking problem for the next film, he'd be like, well, Shaw's watching him. We left we, we, yeah, we left him with his Uncle Deckard. He'd be fine. What about Helen Mirren? Helen Mirren's going to be the, uh, the nanny. Uh, do you really want Helen? That, that, she was very manipulative, man. I don't know. The guilt trip? She's clearly a good mom. And her accent was horrible. I don't know. Yeah, she was. She she conned her. She conned her son into breaking into a, an airplane with her brother. With his brother, you know, risked their lives for a deal. Well, to be fair, he was okay with that. He just didn't want to have to deal with his brother because his face was like hit by a plane. Yeah. So she conned him into working with his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> uh, all right. What about the rest of y'all? How about uh, Peter? How you feeling on it? What you thinking? So, yeah, we know Cypher's going to live. So I feel like she's not going to come back in the next one, I feel like. So there's supposed to be two more in this trilogy. I would guess she's going to come back in the last one, and they're going to have somebody new in the second one. And I don't know. I'm I'm thinking, you know, if you've – I don't know if F. Gary Gray is doing the next one, but maybe we pull in 
Ice, ice cube. Ice cube. Ice cube. Yeah. <laughs> no, not not ice cube. Not ice cube. Mark Wahlberg. Triple X. Yeah. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Yes. These are all horrible suggestions. <laughs> no, I think I think we need to pull in Gerard Butler. I think he needs to come in as the next villain. I would I would thoroughly enjoy Gerard Butler as a as a Fast and Furious villain. Well, it depends. Are you trying to pull this off because of law-abiding citizens? Exactly. Well, you know, F. Gary Gray yeah. loves to pull in his yeah. uh, previous talent, so, so why not? So does that mean I mean, he, goes, he could always Jamie Fox? pull in Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Fox. I was about to say, Jamie Foxx. Well, Jamie Foxx would then be the next good guy. He would also vie for the attention of, of uh, the lady friend from, from Ludacris and Tyrese. You know, then it'd be a love triangle. Everybody knows that when you bring in a triple threat like Jamie Foxx, it's game over. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I think Cypher's going to come back in the last movie, and my guess for the second movie, or this, the, the next one upcoming, you know, they're going to find a good babysitter, and, you know, I still think they got to go somewhere in space. That's, that's it. They've got to do something in space. That's the only way you can one-up yourselves. I don't think they'll hit space. I'm, I'm going to I'm I, I don't think they'll that. hit space, but there might be a rocket ship involved or a rocket at some point that's actually where they have to like travel on top. They of just it. had a rocket in this well, one. They, they weren't on it, that. though, right? Oh. We did not talk. It was in the trailer, but no. I did like when Hobbs pushed that tor- bait, torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't talk about the fact that they had 10 people that uh, infiltrated a Russian nuclear base. And the Russians just, eh, it's okay. We'll let that one slide. It's in the middle of nowhere. Or the fact that the submarine was going 200 miles an hour underwater to catch up with all these trucks that could apparently, and these cars, a Lambo on ice. I'm just pointing out simple facts here, guys. Come on. We're throwing, we're throwing science and physics. You should realize physics do not exist in this universe. You know exactly. You know there's the there's the superhero (laughs) universe and there's the you know multiverse and then you've got the Fast and Furious verse that has no physics. (laughs) Uh, So last, I'm gonna throw one more name in the hat for the villain in the next film, and I'm gonna throw out John Travolta, Chili Palmer. Be cool. John Travolta, nice. 2017 Travolta, not 1977 Travolta. For those of you who want, <laughs> there we go. Well, obviously, live reference. But now we bring it. No, who did? Who did? Who did broken? Who did broken arrow? <laughs> about the only, uh, only way you could actually bring him out. I think that's is it. What is the only one he's a villain in? Uh, the Punisher. Punisher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. Good call. Can't miss that one. He's got a great death in that movie. Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson might be in the in the running too. What? I think he's in every single movie. He's just probably an extra because he, he has to be in every movie. That's just, that's a default. I think it's in his contract. Must be in every movie ever made. I want to see Brendan Fraser be the bad guy. I don't think he's ever been a bad guy. And I think he'd be a fun, maniacal kind of crazy guy to go up against. Yeah, but I like balding guys with a comb over don't really sell in Hollywood these days. Is Brendan Fraser balding? Oh my God. Have you not seen his comb over so bad? So bad. He's fallen on harsh times. Just Google that. No, I don't want to look this up, though. That sounds almost as sad as that show that Dave is watching. Is he going to just, is he going to like send like a video to 13 people of his hair, of his scalp? I'm like, you're the reason. Oh. Ouch. Now I got to look this up. All right. <laughs> so, so, did we miss anybody's uh, opinion for the next film? I think. Uh, no. <laughs> we got everybody. And uh, I guess we, so what, I guess before we head out this week, Dave, what do you, uh, let's give out our picks for next week, our, our potent picks for next week, guys. All righty, let's think. Uh, 
trying to think of a good movie that was actually I would recommend to everybody. You know, I'm going to still go back to The Inbetweeners. I'm going to I'm gonna use that for a while until I convince somebody to go watch that movie. The first one, not the second one? Because, frankly, yeah, definitely the first one. first one was a great one. You know, just go see it. Always a good thing to catch. You know, don't... Don't expect don't expect much out of it, but it's it's good stuff. Sean, well, I guess uh, I'll stick to a series. Um, if anyone here hasn't uh, ever seen it, or if anyone listening hasn't ever seen it, um, Silicon Valley on HBO. New season just started yesterday, so it's a great show. Um, obviously set in Silicon Valley. Um, highly worth a watch. It's very entertaining, very funny, and great casting. And um, can't wait to check out the new season. What about you, Matthew? What do you think? I got to go with uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's uh, I just caught the last season on Netflix uh, last month, and I forgot to talk about it. But uh, definitely something worth watching. I remember when that show started up from, a, um, I think it was a contest on FX when they were trying to start getting some original content. They had people film, film pilots and submit them, and that was one of the selections, and I love that it's still on. I think that you know they just keep getting more and more <laughs> deplorable but it's still super intending yep. I, I think it's the way to go it's, it's definitely worth checking out if, and if you haven't watched it in a while which i think i was two or three seasons back at some point you know they're on netflix it's a, it's a good thing to get caught up on I, might as well start from the beginning again if you haven't um but it's good fun and, and if our you know matt on that point if i think you know just a big selling point for me was for that show was the first episode was and i think the title of it the gang gets racist i think is the name of the the first episode that is correct and and you know you go in you're like what what kind of show is this and you start watching it and you're like okay now this starts to make sense about what the what's going on in this great first season just watch the whole first uh season you'll fall in love with it you'll what are they at now i think i think 11 and they think they're going on 12 or 12 just happened i can't remember which but it's it's insane, but it's a great show. There, there's very memorable episodes across the board. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Peter? Yeah, I, I would just say I was looking through my catalog the other day, and I saw one that I've really love, which is uh, Equilibrium. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It came out. Oh yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it came out after the Matrix, and it had a Matrix feel, but it was kind of. I'm guessing at the time it was more of the B-rate movie, but I really. I really have fun with this one. It's got Christian Bale. It's got Sean Bean. It's how got long Tay does, How long does Sean Bean last? Sean Bean let's, is in... <laughs> let's... Well, I, you've let's, now, not, he, I let's, let's assume he lasts forever, because why would you ruin the movie? No spoiler cast. Yeah, no spoiler cast. Because it's well, Sean that Bean. That is why you would assume. Name one movie he survives. Name one movie he survives. Not Game of Thrones. Well, now that you've ruined the movie for everybody, guys, because everybody wanted to watch Sean Bean, and now you can't. Ruined. No, I would say I would say Equilibrium. Uh, really fun movie. It's like an hour and 47 minutes, so just, just long enough to have a good time with it. But, uh, yeah, I think that's what I got. Wait, it takes an hour and 47 minutes for somebody to have a good time or something? <laughs> I think that would explain why girls don't come back. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening, and it's our podcast. Signing off for uh, the Three Musketeers and then the Minuteman over here. <laughs> there were a lot of minutes between one and a, a 107. 47. All right, well, good talk to you out there, guys. Wait, did, did – oh, yeah, Dave did give a recommend, the uh, in-betweeners. I did. Huh. Yep.
Big gulp swap. See you later. He drew on his last recommendation. Good job, Dave. Way to, way to stretch. Well, you know what? Until I get somebody actually did it, we get an email. I would like to keep pushing forth. All right. We'll look for those next week. All righty. Well, hopefully we get some emails, guys. You know, you can always follow us at putting pictures at uh, on Twitter and please email us for the love of God. Send us one. <laughs> we have many that we just don't have fun to pay. Putting pictures podcast at gmail.com. That's all we want. I'm surprised Sean's mom hasn't actually e- uh, emailed us yet. I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed. If she right understood now. how to work her iPhone, then she probably would have. <laughs> wow. Burn. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> That's a reference to F. Gary Gray Friday. Anybody? Nobody. <laughs> nice. I had no idea. I think I remembered when Italian Job came out that it was F. Gary. Like it was. I didn't know his name, but I, it was the same guy from Friday. Yeah. Um, but I definitely had no idea. I just knew this wasn't Lynn, and so uh, I didn't really know who, thought about who the director was. It made me like I made a point out of it after we saw that. I was like, okay, you know, F. Gary Gray, something different. So I went and looked at his resume. I was like. Damn, this dude's done like a lot of like just stuff all over the board. Like, um, who Gary Gray? F. Gary Gray. Yeah, he had like Friday, yeah, and then he had like a couple TLC music videos. Uh, well, like he, he had, had a couple other cool. music videos he had, too. He had uh, Outcast, R. Kelly, Citizen, R. Kelly. Yeah, he had some Ice Cube music. Uh, Babyface, Cypress he, Hill. He did the It Was a Good Day video uh, by Ice Cube. Um, I don't see that on there. Oh yeah, there is. Uh, let's see. Set it off as a. Have you ever seen that movie with like uh, Halle Berry and Queen Latifah? It's a, It's a, It's definitely worth seeing if you. That haven't. sounds like something I could have seen in 1996, but I don't recall. Oh, it. I think I remember this. But I feel a, like I've seen just about every movie he's directed, which is shocking considering I don't know his name. <laughs> oh, he did Law Abiding Citizen. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Was he nominated for <clears throat> Straight Outta Compton? Um, I don't. I don't know. It doesn't look. It doesn't look like it. No. Yeah. Not at least an Oscar or anything. Uh, cool. No. He's nominated for BET Comedy Award. Just, just for, in case you wanted to know. For, Wait, for straight out of for Compton. what? Friday? No, no. For for, uh, for, for Be Cool. Friday? Yeah, I was gonna guess. Be oh cool. God. Um, which, got, by the way, wait, wait, which, wait, Be Cool got a BET Award. Be Cool is also uh, starring Dwayne the Rock. Johnson. It is, yeah. Does it really? So Wait, I, oh God, I love everything great, about his connection to this 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 cast. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Oh wow! Like the, I did not know the Vin Diesel Amanda Part connection. I feel like we got to have Ice Cube Holy in the next crap. one or Chris Tucker. That's hilarious. That's a good, see. If it depends if F. Gary Gray comes back, it seems like Ice Cube might be the most logical choice. Yeah. Or like. Uh, no, 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 because we, because this, this series is always, already going the route of triple X with fucking <laughs> Vin Diesel pulling off shit where he's like, Matt, you hit it run thing when he was working on, like he was soldering something. I'm going, I must have missed shit in the other five fucking movies. Cause I'm like, I don't remember him being this smart. Well, and I'm like, this is really going triple X style. And now we're going to bring an ice cube. Are you fucking kidding and then me? He's got a bottle Coke or a Coke bottle cap, uh, that he just decides to, uh, or like a, Coke can tab that he hot wired a uh, engine with, which was hey, awesome. Yeah, it was, held the vehicle. Hey, that was the vehicle together. I, I like that he was able to uh, jump out of that car while it was going reverse. <laughs> yeah, at seventy-five miles an hour, and just pick up a kid into like a roaring no. crowd. That was f- absolutely obnoxious. Completely, completely. I, I just like that he was able to, from 
I like that he was able to go 100 miles an hour in reverse. I think that was pretty impressive. It was, it was very reminiscent of the terrible cheering in the first Harry Potter movie when he catches the <laughs> snitch or whatever. And, like, <laughs> and I remember hating every one of those kids because of how terrible that was. And this movie decided, like, you know what? You know how much you hated those kids? Let's make it the entire fucking country of Cuba. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, that was a terrible <laughs> opening. All right, we shouldn't talk too much about this. Right. Yeah, we really need to get into it. This wait, wait, real, real talk, yeah. though? We can get started in a second. Real talk? I had no idea that the, uh. the Port, Puerto Rican and Cuban flags were, like, the exact same except flipped in terms of the blue and red fall. So oh. I 100% that, thought that guy's keychain was a Puerto Rican keychain, and I was super confused because they were in Cuba. Oh, crap. So right. horrible that, global citizen, man. So I thought, like, they decided, oh, well, we just – we just opened up borders with Cuba a little bit more. Let's let's say we did it in Cuba instead of Puerto Rico. But anyways, fun with flags. So they did they did film that in Puerto. No, Rico, it was right? in Cuba. No, I remember Cuba. now them talking about them going to Cuba to film because of they were just able to. But because they're like, hey, Cuba, let's bring it back to our roots? Question mark. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, I guess. I'm Ron Burgundy. Is, is Vin Diesel is Dom Toretto like is he actually oh they did okay they did have it in Cuba interesting that's weird what's more weird is he didn't trust me no I don't that's a good choice it's it's an excellent life (laughs) how's about his cousin his cousin with the yeah that's sorry I don't want to give away spoilers fucking punch alright spoiler Dom Toretto (laughs) has a cousin who's a piece of shit (laughs) <laughs> His vehicle hey, hey, looked hey. like it was like it's all about family. Like why it's would, all about family? Why would someone even want that vehicle? <laughs> Sorry, nobody. All about family. Don't even start. Okay, it's family. Which I, I, we can talk about that because I actually didn't think it was as bad. It was. I think every family quote was in was the trailer. Expecting. I th- I was actually really yeah, happy much. that. And I think you only said daddy had to go to work like once. Because the second oh, no. time he's like, "Daddy's no, staying he said, here." Like, yeah, but Daddy's he staying said here. it at least three times. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said uh, it. Does Daddy have to go to work? I mean, no, Daddy's staying. <laughs> Daddy's staying home. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> All right, y'all ready to do this? No, like real fast. The what? fast five. <laughs> the fast five quote that he has is, "I I watched it this week where he's like, you know, I like my dessert first." He's like, now give me the veggies. Like, just everything is just ris- ridiculous. But wait, what? We can, he has like his lines, like I, like the Hobbs lines are just the most ridiculous. And they're like, in Fast I just Five, watched Fast Five. Come, I don't remember them talking about any type of. Meat. So when he first comes in, when he first comes in, like into the picture for the first time, he comes off that plane with all these guys, and he's like going through, and then they're like, okay, you know, oh and yeah, them all the, the good news and the bad news. Yeah, and then he goes, you know, I like my dessert first. And then he's like, "Now give me the veggies." After the uh, asking for the bad news, so yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> They're just ridiculous. I, th- I, I think I had it on. The, I don't think I was like 100% attentive to what was going on in the movie. And I'm, I'm now that I missed that, I'm kind of glad. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're so better this, off. For this it. seems like this is going to be. So I'm going to be honest with you. This seems like it's going to be a long one. So just based on. How <laughs> so we're we should going, probably so. get going. We'll never yeah. yeah, we probably ought to start going. All right, y'all ready? Let's do it. Yeah, no more reels. <laughs> Taking a taking a pull, taking a pull, and no. All right, so then we'll start. All right. Well, howdy everybody. This is the Potent Pictures podcast. I'm Dave. I'm back this week. Uh, so uh, as y'all all know, we are. Hope everybody was real excited. We just had the uh, the Fate of the Furious 
just come out, and uh, that's what we'll be talking about today. We kind of screwed up a little bit on our, our release schedule on things, but uh... ah, damn you, Sean. Me. All right. <laughs> what did I do? Right, who sent me the message? <laughs> See, hey, this, this is just a recap of why David always, he likes to jump on me. He said, damn it, Sean, when that was in fact not me. I heard it. It was It awesome. was the group, and you were the first name that popped up. <laughs> I thought that was great. All right. Fine. Fuck y'all. I'll start it. Dave, over. you haven't been gone that long. Come on. It's been four weeks. I know. First time, long time, Dave. And based <laughs> and based on the release schedule, it was you were gone, then you were there, and now you're back again. So you technically. Uh, fine. I'll restart. Fine, fine, fine. All right.